Welcome to the Happy Valley Baptist Church Sermons Podcast. We are so glad that you have decided to listen to the message that God has brought through Brother Gary this week. This sermon was recorded on Sunday, June 23, 2019, and released on Wednesday, November 2, 2022. This week's message is titled, One Big Family, and the scripture reference is Ephesians chapter 4, verses 1-6. through 6. My prayer is that this message is a blessing to you. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the sermon. Okay, today we're going to look at one big family, and that is Happy Valley Baptist Church. Amen. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 1 through 6. It says, there, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you are called, with all lowliness and meekness, with long-suffering, forbearing one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, even as you are called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. I'm glad to see the Apostle Paul was a Texan. <laughs> you all. Let's have a word of prayer. Dear Lord, we come to you in prayer now, Father, thanking you for the blessings you've given us. We thank you for your precious word that we have. We know that it is our guideline to life. It is our guideline for salvation. It is our guideline for our membership. It is our guideline for everything, Father. So we thank you for giving us your holy, precious word. In your name I pray. Amen. One of the basis of our faith here at Happy Valley Baptist Church is that we believe the Bible from cover to cover. In its entirety, it is the inspired word of God, literally. And without that belief, I do not believe you can pick and choose your beliefs. You can't say, I want to be saved, but then you say, I don't believe in creation. Those two things don't go together. You've got to have both of them in your life to understand God's word. And the Bible tells us to study to show thyself approved. You can't take your theology, your belief, and base it on one verse. You have to look at the Word of God from cover to cover. Never before have I been associated with the church family that is one big family like Happy Valley is. We are going to look at this today. We are required to walk worthy of our vocation. Being a Christian is what we are supposed to be. We need to take a special look at what holds us together. These adjectives that our text used today describe our feelings for each other. Do we realize that the unity of the Spirit is the bond of love that holds us together? We have one body, spirit, hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, 
one baptism, and one God and Father of all. At Happy Valley Baptist Church, can you look at these items in the unity of the Spirit that holds us together? Are any of you lacking any certain area? If yes, please make it right today. Walk worthy of the vocation that you are called. Being called before, being worthy before Christ means you have accepted Christ as your Savior. That's what makes you worthy. Your vocation at Happy Valley Baptist Church is being saved. Simple as that. Born again. That is what makes you worthy of your vocation. You must be worthy before Christ. My opinion, the deacon's opinion, nobody else matters. It's only what Christ your relationship with Christ that matters. We are all the same before our Lord and Savior. Now first of all, in order to be saved, you must admit that you are a sinner. And then, you must believe that Jesus died for your sin. And finally, you must confess Jesus Christ is your Savior. This is known as the ABCs of Christianity. Following the ABCs, you can be worthy to stand before Christ someday. Your vocation of being a Christian, what does that include? You know, if you hire in for a job, uh, you're... Uh, it says, well, you've got to do this, you've got to do this, you've got to do this. You get a lunchtime here, you get a break here, you don't get a break here. You do this, you do that, and that is your vocation. You have been given a responsibility to that company. Well, being a Christian, you're not part of a company, but you do have responsibility. See, you decided to be a Christian. So what is some of your responsibilities as a Christian? First of all, you need to be faithful to church. I love to give this simple example. If you, if you got married and never bothered to go home, your spouse might wonder if you really loved her. And I'll lay odds you wouldn't stay married very long. Well, being faithful to church is important because Jesus Christ wants to know you love him. He wants you to worship him. He wants you to be there to feel the spirit of the Holy Spirit. You need to be faithful in giving a 10% gift of what you earn. Us Baptists call that tithing. There's two important parts of Baptist ministry, tithing and fellowship. Oh, such. We love our fellowships. <laughs> now, the two ordinances of Baptist Church is baptism and the Lord's Supper, which we'll be observing two weeks from now. Be involved and faithful to your class in Sunday school. Look for something that you can do that can help the church, a special skill or gift that you have that no one else has. More things will come to you 
as you grow in the Lord. It's just a matter of time. We are all called by God in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse number 26. For you see your calling, brethren, how that not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called, but God have chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. And God have chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things that are mighty. And base things of the world and things which are despised have God chosen. Yea, and things which are not to bring to naught things that are. Well, folks, don't take it personal. But God's looking for somebody that ain't all that great. He's looking for people that are average Joes, average ladies, people that will do his work for him. You realize the 12 original disciples, I believe only one could read and write in their language that day. They were basically considered ignorant men. Yet look what they accomplished. Look at they founded the first church. The books that first Peter, that Peter wrote, that Paul wrote, Paul was educated. I'm not considering him the original 12. But anyway, God uses the weak and makes them strong. This scripture tells us that not many mighty or noble are called by Christ. We can't think that we have a special calling. Most of us are just average men and women. God wants to take the unusable and use them greatly. If God called mostly mighty and noble people to do his work, we would think how special we are. And folks, we're not that special. We're just, I'm sorry, we're average. (laughs) You know, I've got a lot of education under my belt several degrees, and my IQ test said I was just average. (laughs) So you can do whatever you want to with what you got. Christ wants the glory to go to him, our Savior. So what is it that holds together, holds the church together? The Bible, our scripture today tells us there's lowliness and meekness. This is an attitude that we have. We do not think ourselves better than anybody else. We are not self-centered. We should try to put others before us. And Christians need to be brave and courageous. And even though you you are lowly and meek in your personality, you can still be strong and mighty as you witness to the lost world. You think a mighty and a noble person is going to take time to witness to that old drunk walking down the street? No. No, the noble people, they, they're, they're too high and mighty to do that. It takes somebody down the same level Because it's only by the grace of God that we're not there ourselves. Lowliness and meekness should not be seen as a weakness. 
You know, actually, it's a great strength. Then we have long-suffering. Another word for long-suffering would be patience. Oui. How many of you are patient? Got one person that submits. Oh, long-suffering can sometimes take a long time to develop, folks. Because it's not a natural attribute that we have. Long-suffering is not natural characteristic. Anger can nullify the long-suffering of a Christian. Anger is one of Satan's favorite tools. But as long as we can control our anger, we can have long-suffering in our lives. My first pastor I worked with, he did not have long-suffering. He had the most violent temper of any preacher I've ever met in my life. He, uh, I was riding with him one time. We was going on visitation. And some old boy gave the preacher a bad sign. Well, it made him mad, so he jumped out and was going to go whoop man. But unfortunately, I was the passenger in the car, and he didn't stop, he bothered to stop the vehicle. He just jumped out and left the vehicle going in the road with me as a passenger. <laughs> and guess what? He didn't catch the car. <laughs> you got to. Not give in to Satan's desire for you to be use your anger. Forbearing one another in love. The definition of forbear is to hold back, keep from doing, saying, or using. I believe the Apostle Paul is telling us to keep a zipper on our tongue because we love the other person. So Paul is not telling us to lie, but not to offer information that could hurt a fellow Christian. We don't make fun of nobody. We don't talk to them about their physical ailments. We don't talk to them about their problems they have. Only thing we can do is just be a comfort to anybody that has a problem and be an encouragement to them. But we don't need to point out they have a problem. They know it. So we need to be a Christian. And like I said, Apostle Paul wants us to keep a zipper on our tongue so we don't say it hurts somebody. Then we see the unity of the Spirit in the bond of love. We have one body in verses 4 through 6. Paul used the word one seven times. One body means each individual church body. It can also mean the individual body, person. We may believe one body means each individual church body. We may believe just like another church body does, 
but we make our own decisions for our church here at Happy Valley. We don't decide what First Baptist does, and First Baptist doesn't decide what we do. And we don't have some czar that sits up in Albuquerque that issues our marching orders. We work on our own. We vote on our own, and we are a self-indigenous church. There might be hundreds of churches that believe just like we do, but our church is one body before Christ. We're one spirit. The spirit in our church body is what sets our church apart from other churches. Of course, the Holy Spirit lives in each of our lives. For a church to prosper like Happy Valley has, the Spirit must be directing us the same way, folks. You want to see souls saved and be baptized? That's what keeps us going, folks, is we're an evangelistic church. This is our one Spirit. One hope of your calling. Our Bible tells us that on Judgment Day, some will say, Lord, Lord, haven't we done many wonderful works in your name? And Jesus will tell them to depart from him, for he never knew them. We need to be sure of who called us unto salvation. I use myself as an example of this. When I was 11 years old, I attended a revival. I was under conviction. I was lost. But a preacher went down there to the back. I was sitting at the back like most teenagers. And he dragged me down to the altar and saved me. That's the only saving I got was from him. He didn't introduce me to Jesus. I didn't know anything about Jesus. Thank God, two years later, when I was 13, I was introduced to Jesus and asked him into my heart to be my Savior. We have one Lord, folks. When we ask Jesus into our heart, he becomes our Lord. Jesus is worthy of our worship. And he deserves our praise. Jesus being our Lord and Master makes it all worthwhile. We have one faith. If we all have one Lord, Jesus, we must then all have one faith in Jesus. Our faith is in Jesus, nothing less or more. If Jesus had not died for our sins, and then was resurrected from the dead, we would not know that we were serving a living Savior. But this is a proof that he did die on the cross and he did resurrect from the grave. And we serve a living Savior. We don't serve a Muhammad. We don't serve a Buddha. You go to their graves and you can dig them up and you're going to find bones. Well, you won't find no bones in Jesus' tomb because he is risen and lives in glory, making intercession for you and I if we will only ask him into our heart. Then we have one baptism. 
as we look at many churches across our land, many have different ways to baptize. Some of these fellowships do not require any baptisms. Others may require a sprinkling form of baptism. Brother Mark told me he's got a granddaughter going to be baptized this afternoon at the Pecos River. That's wonderful. As a Baptist church, we require baptism by submersion. Submersions mean we take you, and I have my hand underneath your head so you won't drown, and we put you totally under the water, and you get totally wet. That's what submersion means. If you were baptized by submersion at some other church, we would accept that as baptism because it doesn't have to be into our church. And we have one God and Father of all. Everything comes from God the Father. There is only one God. All false gods are in their grave where they will be until God the Father casts them all into hell. You see, one day, People that are not saved will stand before what they call the great white throne judgment. And at this great white throne judgment, if your name is not found written in the Lamb's book of life, then you will be cast into the everlasting lake of fire to suffer an eternal death, separated from your loved ones and your Lord, for now. At Happy Valley Baptist Church, we are one big family. We come from different backgrounds, but the unity of our spirit bonds us together in love. Folks, I hope that some of you would like to join with us in that, in that group of our church. We accept new members by letter. That's where you say you're moving from another church. We accept people by a statement of your faith, the fact that you've been saved and you've been baptized. And then we accept people by baptism. I encourage you to join with us in the best Baptist church you'll ever find. If you don't know Jesus, come today and let me introduce you to the greatest friend you will ever have. Bow with me in prayer as we pray. Our gracious Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to be here today. Lord, if there's anybody here that needs to make a decision for you, let this be the day that they would get things right with you. If we have anybody here that doesn't know you as their personal Savior, dear Lord, I, I want to show them how. Give them the courage to step out and come forward today. We ask everything in your precious name. Amen. Thank you for listening to the message today. I pray that you know Jesus as your personal Savior. If you do not know Jesus as your personal Savior and would like to talk with someone, we would love to talk with you. We are in the Carlsbad, New Mexico area at 4103 West Texas Street. Sunday school starts at 9.30 a.m., and Sunday morning services start at 10.45 a.m. We also have a Wednesday night Bible study that meets at 6 p.m. We encourage you to get connected to a local church in your community and get involved in spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ.
To stay up to date on all the happenings at Happy Valley Baptist Church, you can go to facebook.com slash hvbcnm. That is facebook.com slash hvbcnm, as in Happy Valley Baptist Church, New Mexico. To find additional podcast sermons, you can go to podcast.hvbcnm.org. Thank you and God bless.